Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy in Dear Abby. My wife is working out of this senior woman Dear Abby. She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I am genuinely Christine Baranski. I turn into a kind of hoity-toity, rich, and for Applebee's especially, they were like, we want you to improvise with the kids. And I was like, what do children eat? Who wants truffle risotto? Oh, you don't have that at Applebee's. What is a blooming onion? I'm suddenly like a Richie Pooh, like villain from the 80s. And we did like this whole thing where the waiter comes over and he asks you what you'll be having and what are you celebrating tonight? And oh, well, Clara got an A on her chemistry test. So, <laughs> you know, she really wants the truffle risotto. And uh, we just kept sort of riffing off each other. And then the last thing I said was, oh, we'll start with a bloomin' onion. And the guy looked at me funny and he's like, and then they said, cut. And I was like, what? And he's like, Bloomin' Onion is Outback Steakhouse. Oh, shit. And in that moment, I was like, well, I didn't get that job. <laughs> but I was like, don't all of those establishments that have all the wacky crap on the walls, don't they all have an onion that's fried yeah, and but open? They all, but they all have like a nickname for it. Like, tear your ass onion. Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> this is going to hurt coming out onion. That's the hot sauce <laughs> equivalent. Every hot sauce is named after an ass. And every father across America who's in their 60s is like, oh, I got this this new hot sauce. You got to try it. It's like, your mother fucked me up the ass last night. Hot sauce. It's amazing. It'll burn a hole in your O-ring. I was never, I had to do um, an audition for the Olive Garden. And I also do not talk to children the way that most people <laughs> talk to children. Can you imagine if they paired <laughs> us up as a family? Because most people are like, Timmy, what do you want for lunch? Timmy, what would you do? You want some hot fucking bread? And I'm like, so like, what do you eat? Do you like do you, do you want lasagna or uh, I don't like I don't know what you're supposed to eat. I don't know what kids eat these days. Do you guys like martinis? Do you guys mind if I drink? Could, like, could we have just the olives? I just need an extra plate of olives. So do you like school or no? That, that's basically how I talk to them. I only have like, maybe I give my nieces and nephews about two minutes to engage with me. Uh-huh. So do you like school? Yes or no? No. no. Great. What okay. do you like about it? And if they don't answer, I'm like, next, you. What do you do? I'm a, I go to school. Great. What do you like? Uh, what do you mean? Next, <laughs> you. You had your time. <laughs> and I'm the drunk out in the corner that's like, so do children drink gin nowadays? <sighs> Come to me when you're 21. I are say things like the, that. Yeah, are you still in the factory? What? <laughs> Did you make my iPad? Oh, okay. No, you didn't. And I, even with the gifts, did I tell you I went to American Girl doll for Christmas for my uh, for my niece? Because she got an American Girl doll. And I was like, well, this is my domain. I can dress that thing up. You walked into American Girl doll and it's terrifying. I mean, I'm really kind of scared of dolls. And they're all dead-eyed in there. Sure. That's why I said when the woman came up, it's like, can I help you with anything? Yes. Which one of these is possessed? <laughs> I want that one because that's an extra special doll that you can bring. <laughs> then she'd be like 500 bucks. But so I got- The doll by the elevator told me to go downstairs. She's <laughs> like, what doll by the elevator? We don't have a downstairs. W- what? There hasn't been a downstairs here since 1925. <laughs> it feels like a pure scene, like, like 
In your neck. I'm, I'm really, I feel faint. I feel very dizzy. The doll from, acro- from across the showroom is just like a blow dart into your, into your and face. And you turn around and she's just got a straw hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> she's like, That's another funny. one. That's funny. She didn't have that in Alice. <laughs> she wasn't built like that before. And I bought everything to make my niece's American Girl doll a whore. Like I bought her hair extensions. No. I bought her a mini skirt. I bought her a crop top that says New York. Like I'm making her doll Condoms. into a tramp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fire red lipstick. What's a dental dam? <laughs> <laughs> a nose piercing, a belly button ring. I don't know. It came with the whole prostitution kit. Just use it. It I had five teen- or six things in there. <laughs> I said teenager and this is what they gave <laughs> It came with a John. What's a John? <laughs> I didn't buy two dolls. You bought the New York kit, yeah. The New York yeah. kit comes with heroin needles. <laughs> You're in cleanup. The New York American girl doll is just road hard, put away wet. Like she comes with mascara that just <laughs> is dripping down her face. Her dream house is just a soiled mattress with like a with a uh, black light. Her dream house is a studio apartment that comes with three other dolls. <laughs> the American Girl doll in New York. <laughs> like a bunk bed and a pullout. Sofa. She's an administrative assistant. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> that is too close to home. She works for Google. <laughs> no, she with an internet startup company. <laughs> She works in PR. She comes with a Metro card that has $11 on it. (laughs) And just like a sad, reusable salad dish from Just Salad. (laughs) And a Tinder account. (laughs) The reusable bowl from Just Salad. (laughs) Always dirty, never fully cleaned. (laughs) Empty Pret-a-Manger container. Oh, my God. I'm the American Girl doll. I... She comes with a yoga mat, but it's sort of busted. It's a little yellow and like folded up on the one side. Yeah. And like a, a crinkly dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Just like an overstuffed wallet. You open up just like coupons and receipts. <laughs> just shit falling all over the place. <laughs> I think that there's a marketing she opportunity. With, she comes with TSS. She, for, she, for, <laughs> no! she forgot she had another tampon in there. So as soon as you sell it, they're like, look, as soon as you get this doll out, you have to bring her to the emergency room. Okay. <laughs> we got to get her worked over, checked for everything. She's got to get something removed. And she definitely has a mild case of herpes. <laughs> you check around. The girl's like, well, congratulations on your. Uh, uh, oh, the, oh, you bought the New York doll. Oh, oh. yeah. Why? Isn't that exciting? Um, Can you. Uh, Becky, can you talk? Can, we're going to have to take you out of line. You're going to have to go into that room over there because you're going to have to talk about your doll. What? <laughs> like, ma'am, do you, are you aware that you bought the New York doll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think you're going to need to sit down. Oh, okay. Um, the New York doll has a horrible reputation. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean? She seems pretty cute with the miniskirt. Right, right. A um, couple things. She's already slept with your husband, but I haven't even left the store. <laughs> She's a nanny. She's a nanny. And um, she has a Xanax prescription that you have to refill because there's only three pills left. She's been in the store for a while. 
And also just to let you know, she's already been to the three CVSs in your town and the four Rite Aids. So she's been trying to get this prescription refilled at every place. And she has Oscar for health insurance. So <laughs> the card is in there, like her health insurance card is in there, but her premium is due. So technically this doll is $60, but really she's $560. Right. Do you think Do you think you'd like the, the Santa Barbara doll instead? Well, what does the Santa Barbara doll come with? Well... Good thoughts, rainbows, um, just some Lululemon and a good attitude and a smart water. And her father's credit card. Yeah. And she, you know, is good friends with uh, Jennifer Aniston. You know what? This sounds good. Maybe I'll do that. What about, do you have anything middle America? Do you have like an oh, Idaho? Crap. Oh, you, you got the belly ring, which means you can't. <laughs> it gets infected. <laughs> you can't actually, you can't switch dolls because it's already attached to you. What? And then you look down and you're attached to the doll. <laughs> Holy shit. And she's needy. <laughs> well, I got that. <laughs> we are going to work for American Girl Doll, and they're going to be like, well, that's when the company went under. It gets really expensive to take care of these things. It was either this or the new, or the Newark doll. You don't want, <laughs> if you don't think that you can handle the New York doll, you definitely will if be murdered like by the Newark doll. If you don't like flesh colored leggings, you should not get the Newark doll <laughs> and hair extensions. You know, I, you just jogged my memory, other than last night when I went to Google my uh, driver's ed instructor, Elwanda Greer. <gasps> you Googled her to she, see if she's still alive? She's not. She's passed. No! Sad to hear. Could we have this episode be in memory of Elwanda Greer? Well, I, that would be nice. However, I can't find any documentation of her. <laughs> her ever existing? Period. Oh, no. Um, I can't even get Elwanda's school of driving, which is actually Wanda's school of driving. Elwanda was illegally teaching kids illegally well, that would here make in this a country. Fucking ton of sense. Yes, it would. It explains oh. why she had to go to Kmart and deportation. Paducah, Kentucky. Wait, that's where she went to die. She died the day before <laughs> my. She, she died the day before my birthday, twenty thirteen. <gasps> that she, is poetic. Yeah. The day before, where, when, what year? 2013. Oh, she's been gone for a while now. Oh God, where's the, where's the obit? Because there has to be. <laughs> That's like a, where she went to die. To, to die. Nobody wants to live in Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, what are you the second crazy? that she crossed over that line, she was like, well, last stop for Elwanda Greer. <laughs> I wonder if she was driving when she died. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. Is her so her name was Elwanda, but it was Wanda's driving school? Right. You, Why'd she drop the L? Probably because it's Oak Park, Illinois. And Elwanda. She just wanted to be Wanda. Okay. Yeah, I see. It was like going in through uh Staten Island. I mean not Staten Island. <laughs> Where did people come in? The other island. What? By by the Statue of Liberty. But, when but, people came but, to the country, they had to get channeled Ellis through Island. Ellis Island. I knew it was an island. I said Staten Island. Can you imagine if you traveled all the way through, I had to go through where? torturous, horrifying waters from like France to just start a new life for your family, and then they drop you in Staten Island, and they're like, good luck. This is not what my people said would be here. This is This terrible. is not the dream. It smells like feces. <laughs> um. <gasps> 
Wait, did she marry? Elwanda Lynn Calloway Walker? Is that a possibility? Doubt it. This woman was 500 years old. Um, Elwanda Greer. Just for the record, I don't know if you saw. <clears throat> While I'm sitting here, then I can do this. Uh, if you don't already, follow us online at Dear Pod Official <laughs> um, on the Instagram and the Twitter. Here's a new little twist that I've started because I love this feature on the Instagram stories where you can ask somebody a question. Oh, yeah. And you just put that on the story. So from <clears throat> now on, whenever we record, actually throughout the whole week, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Dear Pod Official oh, and shit. ask us a question. Game changer. Game changer. We are using the social media to our advantage. Oh. So I've opened that up right now. If anybody has any questions, shoot it to us on the Instagram stories. I will keep it open every day of the week. I want to hear what people are saying. Because I know on the Instagram stories, they disappear, just like my morals, like um. after about 12 hours and a couple cocktails. So um, go and check that out and check us out on the Twitterverse, even though I'm not very good at the Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I'm not good. I don't either. focus on the Twitter, but I really dig the Instagram. Well, hi. Oh, hi. Hi, we're back again. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, um, Elwanda Greer. Oh, God. And I'm Dee Wallace. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hello. Hi, Mr. Plow. Are you tired of having your hands cut off by snowblowers? And the inevitable heart attacks that come with shoveling snow? Uh-huh. Then call Klondike 53226. So remember, call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Oh, well, my God. John Q. Driveway has our number. Now we play the waiting game. Wow. Oh, it's still going. Oh. Wait. No, the waiting game sucks. Let's it's play Hungry, 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 Hungry Hippos. Hippos. Yeah! catch it i love that did you want to plug in oh can i yesterday we went to um eat at this restaurant um and where where am i uh new jersey new jersey mm -hmm. what no where am i staying oh new york right <laughs> somewhere it's like warwick new york what is, that's I where you it was are called the helm oh the helm is great <laughs> we ate there before oh my god yes they it do was... a mean lobster roll in the summer they brought us our food, and we're like, holy shit. And I'm like, it's we're gonna, cute. We're going to eat this plate for maybe three days. Oh, yeah. it's a, She's a lot of food. She's so a lot great. of good booze because they have specialty cocktails there at the helm mm -hmm. in Warwick or Greenwood Lake. I think that's right. what it is. And they have, like, a cute, sexy nautical theme. It's, like, it's nautical, but it's 2020 nautical. Oh. Which see. means, like, shiplap. Uh -huh. Yes, I'm at, I'm at Christmas nautical right now, so oh. maybe sexy nautical will come the next time. It will. I mean, it just has a sexier nautical vibe on the outside, mm. like the decor. I love a good door. logo. Yes. I'm like, am I walking into the kitchen? <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry, wait. Sir, am I what are you doing here? here? Well, put on some gloves. I it's know. not going to make itself. Here's your hairnet. If you want that fried chicken, you better get in the kitchen, mister. Wow. So you're having a little vacay. Vacation. Right now, See? post uh, New Year's to recover from everything. Yes. My liver feels like it's been punched several times. I'm ready for it to be done. Today is our final Christmas because Christmas goes on and on and on. It echoes throughout like 
the first two weeks of January. Are you doing the sober January? Hell no. I'm not even pretending <laughs> to do a sober January. Everybody's like, I'm going to do it. You, you pick the worst, longest, most horrifying month of the year to be sober. I'll do... F- What's the shortest? February? Maybe. I don't know. Is it February, March? I'm not going to pretend to be sober. I can't. I try. I, I did it for nine days. I taper down. I don't need... Yes, exactly. When I think about it, it wasn't that I drank a lot every night. It's just that I drank every night. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe I should drink every other night. Right. Now. Sure. It's whatever. tapering off. <laughs> Whatever's going to get the job. That's not tapering off. But if you take me. That's just an every other day habit. For me, it's more about the sugar. I need to get off the sugar right now. Because, and I've done this before. I've done a real heavy sugar cleanse, and that was the whole 30 thing. And those first three days are horrifying. It's like train spotting. There's a baby on a ceiling. It turns its head at you. I'm like, I should just have a cookie. I should just crawl into this toilet right now. Yeah, exactly. And then end up on the other side running. Yeah. Us felt you and McGregor. He was like twenty pounds. The like worst that. part is, I look at that. I look at that movie, and I'm like, God, I really want that physique. Yeah, I really need to get back to that body. I, I need to get back to. I want to get back to you and McGregor train spotting physique. Yeah. You know, so goals. These it. are my goals for 2020. Well, these resolutions. Resolutions, which brings us to our theme for the week, which is change. I don't know any of the words beyond that. Yeah, um, everybody seems to be making, this is when we make our grand declarations and we want to change everything. We're promising a lot of things that we're all going to forget about in two weeks. Yes, I really enjoy the Instagram and face web pages of, you know, their year in review, their top nine. Mostly it's gay men with their shirts off alone somewhere. (laughs) Um, those are my favorite pictures. Here's my top nine. They're, everyone is by themselves. They're nearly naked. And you're like, wow, congratulations. You've been alone for all of 2019 because <laughs> you are so insufferable. But you're shredded. <laughs> yeah, you're shredded, but no one wants to fucking be around you. Exactly. You look amazing and that's no one is great. appreciating that. Yeah. Thousands of anonymous, faceless strangers. Yeah. And that's all. I plan to be myself. I plan to go after my dreams. I plan to blah, blah, blah. How about a normal thing? I plan to pay my rent on time. Oh, yeah, I like, I plan to be more present mm-hmm. with a selfie attached to it. Yeah. I plan to enjoy the moment by constantly taking pictures and videos of it so I can prove to you that I was enjoying the moment a year from now. Yeah. Here's me taking it in the moment. I'm by myself on like the rooftop of some cabin, just overlooking the mountains, just taking a deep breath. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. And who's about. taking that picture is what I want to know. Right. I, I'm sorry, but if you take a gym selfie and you say douchebag selfie, it doesn't make it any less douchey nope. by you calling it out for what it is. Yeah. That's not self-deprecating. That is not. Uh, it's not self-awareness. No, that's not. It's like the inception of self-awareness. It just keeps going back and back <laughs> uh-huh. and back. I don't appreciate it. No, I agree. So when, like if, when it, you, if it's like, here's a douchebag selfie and like you're dressed as someone who is a douchebag at a gym, then yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Cause then that's comedy. You're in a costume. Irony. Yeah. But you know, the big thing is like changes making, when you go to make a change, just do it, shut up about it. Don't advertise it and prove to me the next time I see you that you're less of a douche. Make that change. Make that change. It's like the people who run marathons specifically to say they run marathons. And yes, I ran a half marathon. And yes, there is a picture of me at the finish line, face down, ass up in the club. Oh. But uh, it's the, there's a guy who does a bit about, 
he wants to run a marathon and not tell anybody, but like not run an official marathon, just walk out his door one day and run 26.2 miles and not advertise it, not tell anybody, just, just run it. I ran a marathon. Nobody needs to know. I don't need to. Well, that's the thing. Why do you have to run with so many people? Like on the way here, there was one guy that was tailing me partially because there's just one lane. (laughs) And, and I was you like, were driving I'm like, like Miss Daisy. <laughs> I'm like, I got to pull off. This guy's stressing me out. This is how I know I struggle with anxiety. I'm like, if you just leave me alone. <laughs> and you why keep looking you to... in the rear view mirror. Yes. Yeah. So why, like, I can only imagine if I'm running a marathon. I'm like, why is everyone around me? I, please get off uh, pull my tail. Over, pull around. Go around. Look, for the record, I do think you would have made El Wanda Greer proud today. Because oh you, you're not a, a regular driver and that you got yourself from Warwick down to here. I'm very proud of you. Let me just tell you this. She was also a big stickler on your um, uh, your turn signals. So she oh. would slap your hand if you put your turn signal on and there was a driveway before the road where you're actually supposed to turn. <gasps> Everyone thinks you're turning in that driveway, but you're not. You're t- you're, it's the road after that. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. The life lessons were learned at Elwanda's driving mm-hmm. school because she was telling you not to anticipate and to enjoy the moment. I don't know about that. <laughs> she was telling you while you were in a car that was completely clouded with Pall Mall smoke. Absolutely. I just, my dad, were you smoking? No. I was with mean? Elwanda. It's my entire, this is the, the, my clothes, the smell of my clothes rivaled when I worked at a sewage treatment plant for a summer. Oh. Just, just like thick, like shit stained clothes. Yeah. And then cut to when I was 16, just smoke stained everything. Oh God. It was a different time. Like wasn't I'd it? shower off and just like tobacco would Everything come was a little bit yellowed. Yeah. And, and then your mother would go to like clean your clothes and she'd take out stuff. She's like, where did you get a Zare receipt? When did you go to Bradley's? She'd clean her clothes and she was diagnosed with lung cancer. <laughs> She's like, well, the? now I have mesothelioma. I hope you're happy. I thought it was just from watching that commercial. <laughs> Nobody had mesothelioma until they watched it. Nobody got a transvaginal mesh until we knew about it. And I was like, this is an option? I don't know. Maybe I should go get one. I, do I need a transvaginal mesh? I got one for Jules for Christmas. And I said, good luck to you. Oh, God. Wow. Changes, man. If anybody is from Oak Park River Forest area in Illinois, please let us know if you, A, have used Elwanda's School of Driving, <laughs> a.k.a. Wanda's School of Driving, <laughs> know her status or her daughter, Barbara Ann, or have a picture or any kind of documentation because I feel like I'm in the underworld and I don't, I can't explain you have nobody to connect with. Right I have no now. one to connect with. There's, there's, there's no, there's nothing. I don't even have a book or a pamphlet or a picture of this woman or the fact that I maybe I'm not even allowed to drive. I don't know. I have a driver's license. <laughs> I don't think legally. I no. didn't get it through my high school because it wasn't offered. My driver's ed guy, <laughs> the guy who taught me how to drive, every day he got in my parents' geo prism because he had to drive the car. And yes, we had a geo prism. Wait, why did he drive your car? I drove it, but he was in the car with me. Weird. Yeah, what? You think they had their own cars and El stuff? Wanda had her own car. Well, Jesus, then you were driving a Chrysler LeBaron around downtown Chicago, something. <laughs> well, I was because that was my dad's car. You, lo- <laughs> you you were driving like a huge boat. That's well, a rough thing to parallel park. It was a, I think it was a Buick. A Geo Prism, I could parallel park in a, a living room. That wouldn't be a problem. El Wanda had, uh, it, I think it was a Buick. 
sedan and it wasn't leather seats, so it was cloth seats. So just oh, yeah. have that visual in your head. Someone who's chain smoking and you sit down and basically like a giant ashtray with four wheels. Sweaty micro suede. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bucket <laughs> seats. Bucket seats. Well, because she couldn't use a seatbelt, she had a hole in her back and it wouldn't go around her stomach. <gasps> Wait, she had a hole in her back? That's what she said. You never saw it, though. I didn't ask her to take her top off. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda's topless there were a couple, driving. There were just a couple things that I... <laughs> there, were, there were lines in the sand for you. I mean, after my dad left that voicemail saying that she's unprofessional, I kind of had... I was kind of on guard. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but she was pantsless most days. She definitely did not forget me. Oh, my God. My guy, the only quirky thing he had is that he always carried a thermos. Always had a thermos, got in the car, every day would say... Thermoses are amazing. They keep hot things hot and cold things cold. Every time. You're like, great. Now I'm definitely going to drive into the median. Yeah. And he's like, do you want gazpacho? Keeps it cold here in my thermos. There must be something between soup and driver's head instructors because Elwanda liked that uh, beef barley soup. (laughs) Yes. You know why? Because you don't have to chew. Chewing takes too much effort. She had short teeth. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking. Like, was she gummy? She was gum forward. Yes. She also had long nails. Oh, wow. Mm. We have learned so much. We've gone further in on El today, in. which I liked. And I wanted to know more of her backstory. So this week's topic is change. Change. We are all making changes in this life. And Anne and Abby are no exceptions. So people wrote to them with questions about how to make changes. Or this was a very flexible topic for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll be very intrigued to see what you came up with. Because it okay. could be anything. It's like I'm making a change in my job, life, kids, what have you. Change in a light bulb. Or in one case, the change. Oh. And that is what I would like to share with you today. Well, that is well, enticing. Why don't I just kick it off okay. with that? Because that feels like it's a good time for me to talk about the change. This is from the Daily Register in Red Bank, New Jersey. December 23rd, 1982, right before Christmas. Everybody wants to read this topic. What could be more holiday friendly than this? Menopause ends fertility. I am a 71-year-old widow who is keeping company with a man who is 76. I'm going to repeat this. One more time. I am a 71-year-old widow Uh who is keeping company with a man who is 76. Black widow. We have had sexual relations a few times, and he would like to continue. I did not use any birth control measures because he assured me it wasn't necessary. Is he right? Can a 76-year-old man impregnate a woman? Again, she's 71 years old. I cannot ask anyone else this question. Please reply in the paper. I live with my son and his wife. If they saw your letter to me on this subject, I would die. She would die because she's 71 years old. She can't ask anybody because everybody is dead. Signed, Worried in Chicago. Oh, God. Dear Worried. Has to be in Chicago. Of course, Chicago. This is actually Elwanda. (laughs) No, she didn't make it. <laughs> she, she wasn't married and worried. about You don't know what she was doing when she wasn't driving you around to oh, Kmart. Dear Worried, men can father children while in their 70s and even 80s, but a woman is no longer fertile after menopause. According to the Guinness Book of Records, the oldest woman to bear a child was 57 years of age and 129 days old. 
Her name was Mrs. Ruth Alice Kistler, and her daughter Susan was born in Glendale, California on October 18, 1956. P.S. If you marry this man, I don't think you need to look for a house with a school. And you're 71. You're worried about getting pregnant? Jesus, your uterus looks like a raisin. But haven't you read in like a gazillion magazines where these people are like, I don't know how I got pregnant. I already went through the change. Well, yeah, but that's National Enquirer. And well, these are fewer I mean, and further what, between. Well, Now, mind you, the life expectancy of the average human is getting to be longer and longer. And I don't know that I want to be around here for 200 years. After watching The Irishman and watching him take all those pills, <laughs> I don't want to be around that long. I'm going to forget. I'm going to fall in my... I really thought you were going to say, after watching The Irishman, I'm 71 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> after watching The Irishman, now I'm in menopause. <laughs> How long was this movie? I can't have children anymore. Another character. <laughs> um <laughs> Another CGI. Uh, for the record, I love that everybody's like, it's unrealistic because of the CGI. I'm like, it's unrealistic because nobody eats Italian food and then wants to kill people. No. No. So when I don't know anything about menopause because I don't have to worry about it. Oh, well, congratulations. So when does it begin? Uh, in the 40s. I mean, everybody's what? body is. Yeah, in your 40s. No. Yes. What? When did you think it happened? I thought, well, because my mom had me when she was 45. Yeah, well, you can probably have kids in your 40s, but like you're, you start the menopause, like you're in perimenopause, is what they call it. And it usually starts in your 40s. <laughs> Lord oh. knows I dried up years oh, ago. Okay. <laughs> that visual. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. How long does that last? But being 56 and giving birth to a kid, Patton Oswalt does a bit about pushing a Cornish game hen through gray drapes. That's what that would feel like. Yeah. Yeah. How long does it? That's a, that's a rarity. And Ugh. because I think that nowadays we, we can, there's so many weird fertility treatments and pills and juices and berries and witches and gravies and people oh who are doing spells and charms and medical assistance. Mm -hmm. You know, women are having babies later and later and later in life. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know my thoughts on that. I know. But menopause, like the process starts in your 40s. And a man has enough sperm in his 70s to father a kid? Again, inequality. That just yeah. does not seem right. Charlie Chaplin. Right. He had a baby when he was in the 70s. 70s. Why would you ever want to do that to yourself? Good Lord. And it's not the same for men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. When did you think it happened? Because your mother had you when she was 45. At least in their 60s. No. Women stop having babies at a certain point. And usually by your 50s, I would say it's well done. What but who knows? I mean, chemistry being what it is, we can change anything now. I just don't, yeah. Don't fuck with nature. Don't interest me. No. Oh, oh having, having a period or extending the baby-making abilities. That. Okay. I agree. I mean, I don't have kids. I don't, I didn't want them. It's a girl's choice. True. And at it's this a... point now, I'm pretty sure my uterus looks like a fist. Anyway. Anyway. Let's move along. What have you got? I have, um, from the Chicago Tribune, Chicago, Illinois, Thursday, August 9th, 1984. Dear Abby, I wrote to you two years ago when I was having a midlife crisis. I signed myself fat and 40. 
You said, (laughs) (laughs) you said, get counseling. So I took your advice and here's what happened. I saw four psychologists. The first one tried to talk me into going to bed with him. Oh. He said it'd be good therapy for which I was supposed to pay him. The second one, a woman, told me if I wanted to be fulfilled as a woman, I should quit my job and have babies before it was too late. The third therapist was also in a midlife crisis, and he kept telling me his troubles. The fourth one wanted me to get high with him. (laughs) None of these counselors was cheap, and they were all recommended by a reliable source. I'm still going through a midlife crisis, but I just wanted you to know that counseling isn't the answer for everybody. Sign me, still fat. (laughs) (laughs) Here's her response. Dear F and F, fat and 40. Oh, oh. After four lemons, I don't blame you for being soured on counseling. If you're still going through a midlife crisis, I stand by my original advice. Get counseling. (laughs) But this time, seek referral through your county mental health association. It is imperative that you report the unethical conduct of the four therapists to the professional association that licensed them to practice. And also tell the reliable source who recommended them that they are anything but reliable. Oh. Where... I don't know who recommended those people, but I would go to any of those therapists. If you walk into a therapist's office and they're blazing up a dube, you're in the right therapist's office. Like, I guess I'm going to be here for a while. You got to relax. Do you have any plantains? <laughs> no, but I've got some munchos. Fine. I'm in. As long as you have some water to wash this down. <laughs> <laughs> if you add water to a muncho, forget about it. It's like Veruca. No, the, what's her name? Who grow, Who's like explodes? Violet. Violet. Yeah. Poof. Don't add water to a muncho. Ever. Wow. Those are some amazing. I want to know who her referral person was. Well, if she kept, she's like, what if, so uh, your friend tried to sleep with me. Okay, I got another one. How about your friend one? tried your fr- to get high with me. Okay, I got another one. Your friend uh, nearly killed my mother. Here, I got another one. Your friend is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> he ate half my arm before I realized what he was doing. <laughs> I, was, I was in a state of hypnosis. It's a little bit like Carrie Fisher and um, when Harry met Sally, and she's like, I got the perfect name for you. And she brings out her Rolodex of people. <laughs> yes. She doesn't have a problem with chins. Married. And then she just folds the corner. I, I love she, that. She doesn't, she doesn't rip it up and throw it away. She just folds the corner. <laughs> she's just, it's making a note, yeah. but saying uh-huh. he might not be next year. You know, so I'm not going to take him out of the Rolodex. He's still good. Wow. How did you find your therapist? Um... Because for me, it was referral. So, yeah. Psychology Today. Oh, my God. Like you went online and just sort of plucked one out of the ether? Yeah. I didn't have a good referral process either. Oh, my God. Well, I asked my friends who were just as messed up as I am. The only thing is, then you see them come out of the office before you go in and you're like, were you just talking about me? Yeah. I don't. So, there's a part of my late 20s, early 30s. I think it's no secret that I've struggled with depression. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I had a, th- I went through a particularly rough period, which before everyone was very like seek help on your on your face page and your Instagram, where everyone is now like welcoming to yes. the mental health issues. Well, uh-huh. be- prior to that, I was the person on Facebook looking for help and crying for help, and some people were like not Making too kind, not too kind about it, and. <gasps> 
Uh, I wish I could say I'm not Irish and I don't hold a grudge, but I'm Irish and I do hold a grudge and I never forget. Why are we the same person? Anyway, so one therapist, um, uh, you know, I was, you know, it was very depressed and I, you know, I was in a, an extremely dark place, which I'm happy that I'm still here. And um, he wouldn't return my calls and kind of <gasps> fell off the face of the earth. Wait, what? He ghosted you? Yeah. And then eventually he came back around and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, when I call you and I'm calling you late and I'm calling you with, you know, that I'm not in a great mind and then you don't call me back. And I'm some, I'm, you know, obviously I'm sound of sound mind that I talked myself off the ledge, but I'm on these weird medications. I'm struggling with all this stuff. And then you don't call me back. I'm like, what kind of asshole are you? Oh my God. So he was fired. Did you say that to him? Yeah. Oh, you got, you actually had your like Dorothy telling off the doctor and Golden Girls moment. Yeah. Where you got to say everything you wanted to say. Good. And what, did he defend himself or anything? Or what did he say? They, you know, it's like, oh, I was going through some tough times. I'm like, um, great. <laughs> what? Okay. Your job is to counsel people. Then see your counselor. They're, that's if the just roles, irony. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Then I had I had another counselor that wanted me to talk through um, my problems with Christ. I was like, I need to get out of this room. Oh my god! And um, did he did he bury the lead on that, or did he come right out of the gate with it? No, like you sat down on his third episode. Third episode. (laughs) (laughs) We need to start thinking about therapy sessions like episodes. I hate this season of therapy. (laughs) God, it's really got to pick up. (laughs) They just keep complaining about the same things. I mean, on what happened then last episode? I don't remember this one, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, like so, I'm in my third meeting with him, and you know, before he's like, you know, please let me know if we're. They always want to like make sure that you will let them know um, if you're committed to them or not, because obviously you're their source of income. Really, and then so. This third visit, all of a sudden he starts, he's like, so what's your relationship with Christ? I'm like, um, who? Let me go check. It's in my car. And then I, <laughs> boop, 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 slam. Then there's like, a Patrick-shaped Christ? hole in the wall of his office. Christ, the guy that makes pizza underneath my apartment building? <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> I don't... Interesting. Anyway, well, he makes I've a never really good Moroccan dad. patty, yeah. but you know... Wow. One time when I was on the beach, he carried me. That's why there was only one set of footprints. <laughs> Wait, I don't. I no. I don't think that I've ever had a therapist that has given me the hard sell. Like three day, three, three, three episodes in. Yeah. Look for the record. If 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 therapy is like a TV show that has seasons and episodes, then mine is definitely Black Mirror. <laughs> There's some crazy shit that happens in there. And at the end of the, each episode, you feel uh, kind of resolved, but curious to see what kind of shit storm comes up next. Well, I told you the one therapist that I had with his own therapy dog, um, which I can't really remember the dog's <laughs> name, but the dog's name had Beyonce in the name. And <laughs> he was the kind of dog owner that dies the dog's tail. No. Which I do not enjoy. No. That's just, for me, it's torture. And, and I just sat there. I'm like, yeah, I think he's okay. I think this is fine. But there would always be like something strange within the the hour long that I'm like, I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna carry fishes. I'm just gonna fold the corner of this one. I'm like, 
but there were so many folded corners at the end of like two months. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take this out of the Rolodex. I'm gonna burn the Rolodex. I mean, after the like, so he was the one that told me to go into the group therapy, and then I walked in. I'm like, Ooh, I can't. I'm think glad of- there's no loaded weapon in this room because this is gonna be a game of Clue, and everyone's gonna die. <laughs> Patrick in the therapy session with a candlestick. Killing Mr. Body, Professor Blum, Mrs. White. The entire, and anybody who has a problem quitting smoking. Wow. I told you that, and they're like, well, we had a problem with you coming in because, and I'm like, oh, God, I just sat down. Like, you're not responsible for other people's happiness as soon as you walk in. Well, that was part of their thing. They're like, you know, because it's we're, we've created a bond here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, what's your intention with the group? I'm like, uh, my intention right now is to hopefully find the unlocked door behind me before yeah, I fucking My intention is to leave the group, but I'm bringing these donut holes with me. <laughs> I've never been to group therapy, but I guarantee you, I will never go to group therapy. I thought it was going to be really neat. And for some reason, I thought it was going to be a little bit like Mixed Nuts, the movie. Oh, you know, I thought you meant they were going to serve them. <laughs> like, look, if there's food involved and drinks. But there, this was like nothing. <laughs> yeah, Did there's... you just sit in a circle? Was there like coffee? No, we were in a, on 14th and 8th. I hate it already. In a room where it was like one uncomfortable chair, a wing back, a weird sofa, Mismatched. And then two other folding chairs. So everyone's on a different level. Ew, yes, I know exactly. <laughs> like someone's down low, someone's up high. Someone. I was on one of the higher chairs. <laughs> Which they really didn't appreciate because right by now the you're door. looking down on right. them. And I had to go by, like, I had to be interviewed one by one with them to be <laughs> Oh my God, it's like a co-op board. <laughs> I know, I was like, well, here's, well, I'm really fucked up here, but I'm okay here. Uh, we're, we'll get back to you. All right, next article. The Kansas City Times, Kansas City, Missouri, October 15th, 1973. Buckle up. Oh, God. Dear Ann Landers, since you frequently remind your readers that emotional problems can create physical problems, I am sending the findings of Dr. Thomas H. Holmes, a psychiatrist at the University of Washington School of Medicine in Seattle. He has listed 43 events that create emotional stress in order of their impact. Dr. Holmes's theory is that any change, pleasant or unpleasant, can create susceptibility to illness. He advises against making several consecutive changes in living patterns when one has a choice. Such changes, he said, should be postponed or canceled. Here are the events, here are the events in the scale of impact. Death of spouse, 100. Divorce, 73. Marital separation, 65. Jail term, 63. Death of close family member. 63. Personal injury or illness. 53. Marriage. 50. Fired at work. 47. Marital reconciliation. 45. Retirement. 45. Pregnancy. 40. Sexual difficulties. 39. Gain of new family member. 39. I forgot what these points mean. Business readjustment. 39. (laughs) Change in financial status, 38. Death of close friend, 37. Change to different line of work, 36. TVVCR repair. Change in number of arguments with spouse, 35. Mortgage over $10,000, 31. Slaughter. Foreclosure of mortgage or loan, 30. Son or daughter leaving home, 
29. People who just turned off this podcast, 100. <laughs> Trouble with in-laws, 29. Outstanding personal achievement, 28. Wife begins or stops work, 26. Beginner in school, 26. Trouble with boss, 23. Change in residence, 20. Change in schools, 20. Mortgage oh or loan, less than $10,000, 17. Change in number of family get-togethers, 15. Christmas, 12. Signed, your Seattle friend. Dear Seattle friend, my thanks for a fascinating contribution. Interesting that going to jail creates 10 stress points less than getting a divorce and only 13 points more than getting married. I suspect there are some convicts who would disagree. Hey! Jesus you can tell that she she's like I got nothing in the I, I don't I got even know in the, I, in the mail she's like I already drank halfway through this thing so I don't know you were listing I like that Christmas is the last one too Christmas 12 and I beg to differ I would put more stress points on Christmas for sure I I'd put know, it at least 24. how did her editor editor say no this, this is, is the good. one yeah she's like you're just it. listing shit you are you're what listing year was all this the, 1973. Oh, damn. Well, that's why it says mortgage less than (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. And they're really specific. If your mortgage is over $10,000, it's more stressful. If it's less than $10,000, it's stressful, but not as bad. Hmm. Trouble with in-laws, 29. Wait, so again, I lost the the point of the the scoring. That was what? Um, Like it's a grading on how stressful things are percentage-wise. Oh. So- um, You lost, you got fired from your job, it's only 40%. Yeah, and death of spouse is 100. That's the only one that's 100. And at a certain point, it almost sounded like he was listing Academy Awards because one of the things is outstanding personal achievement. It's like a category. And the nominees for outstanding personal achievement are 28. (laughs) And specifically, wife begins or stops work. That's going to stress somebody out, whether you begin or or stop it. The wife. Well, it would. It would stress me out if all of a sudden I woke up and there was a woman in my bed. (laughs) Wife enters bedroom. 100. Whoa, Whoa, I did not see that. Who saw that on season three? Drinks his way through homosexuality, (laughs) back to heterosexuality. 100. Yeah. There you go. There's your list. Frightening. You can go back and stop and start it and pause and take a break. Maybe have a turkey dinner. Come back. Listen to the list again. That list is really... um, Quite the thing. Yeah. I like that. Good, good. Well, what do you have? You have another another article this week. I have something from the Oshkosh Northwestern, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Bagosh! Monday, March 17th, 2003. Mm-hmm. Relationship evolution is far too slow. Oh. Dear Abby, I'm a 21-year-old college student. I first met Andy in my freshman year. We became good friends and shared a fair amount of time with each other. I became very fond of him after several months of dinners, going to mass each week, and studying together. I finally asked Andy point blank where our relationship was headed. He responded that relationships evolve. Although I'm in no hurry to rush into anything, I wouldn't mind a little kiss from Andy now and then. He is very courteous and caring when we're together. He calls our get-togethers 
appointments. Ew! And if he has to break one, which has happened only twice in two years, he is very apologetic. My question is, in developing a serious relationship, how slow is too slow? Signed, perplexed, somewhere in Florida. How many years? Two. Two years. Okay. Dear perplexed, this, all caps, is too slow. (laughs) Andy appears to be a master of the noncommittal understatement. He has a way with words, but they're not the words you want to hear. You are both young, and you clearly want more than Andy wants to offer. I suggest you look elsewhere if you're looking for romance. Jesus, Andy, what a nudge. (laughs) And frankly, what's wrong with her? I'm really just waiting it out. Two years now, maybe we'll hold hands. If two years we haven't taken our, or in two weeks we haven't taken our clothes off, there's something wrong. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe I moved too fast. I don't really give a shit. Um, No. I like to know. Make no apologies for that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, again, it's what they say when they equate it to, you know, test driving a car. Yeah. I don't want to wait till year two when I'm like, this is a lemon. Yeah. And, and then suddenly you're in a Pinto. Yeah. And yeah, the engine's too small for this car. Yeah. And frankly, I know that things move slower in the South, but that's ridiculous. I mean. Two years? Why is, is she Florida. still there? This is, well, yeah. Florida, is Florida technically the South or is no. it? It has its own code now, doesn't it? It's not it? even a real place. Look, after World War III, I feel like it's going to snap off <laughs> and float out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be okay with that. It's like one of those old mugs from your grandparents. It has like a butterfly on the handle. It's just one more wash in the dishwasher before, before that. It snaps. Before that butterfly flies away. Mm-hmm. And then you try to put it back together with like Gorilla Glue. No. Oh, by the way, I Gorilla Glued something the other day and I glued it to my thumb. Yep. So that's Gorilla fun. Glue is not what they say it is. Do not trifle with Gorilla Glue. No. Uh, and then I had to put my whole hand in olive oil, and I just walked around the house rubbing Why? my thumbs together because that gets off the gorilla glue. Oh, I thought you just had to bite it off. <clears throat> That's did did you do that before? Did you take off your entire thumbprint? Pretty much. Like I really thought now was the time to commit a crime because I had all my fingerprints were completely covered in gorilla glue. No one would know. Yes. Oh, I just put that out there in the ether. So now somebody's going to commit a crime with Gorilla Glue all over their hands. So do you think that this is too, do you think that Abby's uh, correct? Yes. And I'm with you on the two weeks thing. Let's I'm check this out. It's it's like, um you know, quality control yeah. at a major facility. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, everybody get on the, on the conveyor belt. I want to mm-hmm. check this out two weeks in. If these parts are not working, I'm sending them back to the manufacturer. I mean, even if like a, you have a bad fish sandwich, you have to bite it. You bite into it once to realize that it's bad fish. Uh-huh. Therefore, it's the same thing with this. I need you to take your clothes off. I need to I need to taste you and realize, you know what? I'm going to send this back. I don't want the whole thing. I don't want the whole thing. This bite was- And then you back at McDonald's yeah. where you found him. And just say, can I please see the manager? Unfortunately, the manager would be this person's mother. It's got no tartar sauce. I don't know what you did to this, but this tastes terrible. The manager is the mother. I'm sending this back to the manufacturer. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? You really messed this up. This because this is perfectly fine if somebody else wants to eat this, but this is not the sandwich for me. And if you've ever had this person's brother and be like, I don't know what happened. Last week I came in and the meal I had before was fantastic. This one was terrible. <laughs> but this 
dispatch was just foul. So I'd like to return this and just give me a bag of munchos. I'll be on my way. It's also a lot smaller than last week's. (laughs) I don't know what you've done to the recipe, but it's getting tinier, like RX bars, you know? It's very doughy. I don't remember it being so doughy last week. No, I can't get any resistance on my teeth. So I'm good, but thanks. (laughs) If you've been with the brother. Well... Uh, speaking of, of parents who mess children up, I think it's time to call my mother. All right. Now, here's the scoop, people. In the Speaking of changes, there's going to be a lot of changes coming down the pike for Dear Pod. Like I said, we're going to be having a live show coming up, so I don't know what kind of craziness and fun that will bring. But we've had people reach out to us on the Instagram and say that they're very excited to see the live show in Lancaster. Did I tell you this? No, this I got is a private message. Oh. Yes, brand new information is coming at your face. And is this different than the one that you just posted on the? Yeah, word? it was no. a it was a message that I got from a fan. So I'm I'm sending a shout out to you right now. And they said that they are a fan of the podcast along with their friends, and they would love to see it live. So we will be appearing in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Details to follow when oh we have God. all of the information hammered out. And we are going to be appearing at the Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, which is is not for another few months. I know you're going to have to get your hair foiled, your nails done. You're going to go to Elwanda's School of Beauty. In the meantime, we have uh, new segments that we're going to be changing up, moving things around. But for the time being, right now, it is time. D D D D D D D D D D D D D The anticipation for the moth report. It's time to call my mother and find out not only what the weather is like where she's standing, but if she's experiencing any changes. Should we talk about menopause with her? Maybe. Let's see what happens. I know that she's uh she went to Weight Watchers today, which is what she calls tubby time. She went to tubby time, so she is going through changes right now. She might be Hello. Well, hello. How are you? Is there a podcast today? Oh, oh my God. God. I don't believe it. I've Not been warning you about this. I, I thought it was tomorrow. I called you. Not she again. did not pick up her not phone. Again. She texted me back not at Tubby Time. Again. It happens well, all the time. What do you mean you're at the mall? What are you buying? <laughs> I am sitting in Cafe Nero having a little drink here with my my sweet what? niece Caroline and we're just having coffee after having walked them all because we started our Weight Watchers today. Then you're going to have and to tell Caroline how- that you're going to have to get up from that table and, and do your <laughs> segment. <laughs> you need some private time. Patty is upset with you. You were not aware that we were podcasting again today even though I told her we are podcasting today. I totally forgot. I am so glad I have my phone with me. Never mind that. I almost left it in the car. So, oh, hey, that uh, would not have gone well today, that sister would have been friend. A nightmare. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> well it's, this it's should be miserable. a very short very short segment today. <laughs> Tell us what the weather's like inside the mall. <laughs> inside the mall, it's like you don't even you're not even aware how miserable it is outside. Well, you're in a mall, cloudy, so it's pretty miserable it, there too. I know. <laughs> We're going to have rain for the rest of the day. Is that so why I'm you're in the mall? Ha- well, yeah, I, it, it's easier to walk in here because the, you know, the climate is consistent. And now she's <laughs> committing outside. to a change in her life by going to Weight Watchers, which she calls yes. Tubby Time. Oh. Yes, and uh, that doesn't uh, help we, things. We, no. Yeah, it's nice to have company. And Caroline and I usually come to the mall for a walk afterwards and uh, a cup of coffee. Would and Callie so like to say are. hi to the podcasters right now? Would you like to say hi to the podcasters? She would love to say hi. I'll put her on. Okay. Hold on. 
Good morning. How are you? Oh. Welcome to the podcast, special I'm so guest. I'm so excited. Welcome. I'm so excited. I've never Welcome. been a special guest for everything, for anything in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is a new year and a new you, baby. It is a new year and a new you. Yep. We just went to, um, yeah, it's a new year. All right. Oh. <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of new you to do. Let's oh. just say. Oh. Did you do right. a weigh-in? Is that the reference to the weigh-in? That's the reference to the weigh-in. You're correct. Okay. okay. Yes. How did it go? It, wa- it was ugly. It was yeah. ugly. I'm was there screaming and crying? Um, there was by everybody who ever saw it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, did, But they- here we are. Here we are. We're just going to do it. When Again, they weigh you every in. Every journey begins with one step. A first step. step. And oh, so, you know what? That is so profound and true. <laughs> every journey begins with a first step and, and panting heavily after that That's step. Right. Exactly. And hoping you don't need an inhaler. Wow. Or a CPAP device. <laughs> exactly. Um, what? When they weigh you guys in, do they do it in a public way where like everybody's no, no, standing? No, 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 no. It, it is separate. You don't. No one else sees it. As a matter of fact, I tell them, don't even tell me. I don't even want to know. Oh, really? So you have yeah. the option of, of anonymity yeah. with so, the... so I mean, exactly. It's on my phone, so I can look at it when I want. <gasps> and um, But no, they'll tell you if that... Usually they'll tell you if you lost or gained. They can do that, but they never say numbers, ever. I think that's smart. That is smart, because mm-hmm. it would set you up for a, for a fall if you knew what was uh, right, happening. Right, right. Well, it's like you can just look at it when you want. I don't need anybody to tell me that I need to lose weight. <laughs> I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Well, congratulations to the both of you on making the very first step towards we your, your healthy did. 2020. We made it and we came for a walk and we're having a coffee and all good with the world. Do they give you your points when you're there? Like they say you are allowed a certain amount of points a day. Yeah, once, well, actually, once you sign up, it's all, you know, it's all on the app. Everything's an app today, so Mm. um, it's all on the app. It tells you everything you need to know. When do you meet Oprah? (laughs) I know, right? Right? I want to go to her house for dinner. (laughs) That's what they should do, like a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation, but for the Weight Watchers Let me just tell you, there'd be plenty of women that'll be like 100 pounds within like two weeks if they're like exactly. the, the goal is you have dinner with Oprah and you get to right, eat bread because only people who have lost weight have dinner with Oprah so we're not in the running yet <laughs> <laughs> you're not camera ready yet no we are not camera ready wow so, but I agree with you I think that's a great idea you know if you, you have can motivation. have dinner with Oprah I'll call her you, I'll call yeah. her tonight when I'm talking to Gail would you please do that yeah. would you yeah. please take care of that for us Patty's gonna hook <laughs> that up for you yeah Yep, Gail excellent. and I are having dinner tonight. We'll FaceTime. He over. is your Make-A-Wish Foundation angel. Perfect. And then, you know what? This is great. I feel like <laughs> I've accomplished something today. Now. All right. All right. <laughs> well, enjoy your coffee, the two of you. I, I, I shall. I it's got to be no would... points, right? No points for coffee no unless you add coffee. stuff. Mm. No, yeah. And you can add like almond milk and sugar-free vanilla, which I do. And that's no points. And your mother is actually drinking a seltzer. <gasps> Look at her. Look at her go. Changes. Yep, exactly. Wow. Well, exactly. that is perfect because it is our theme for the week. The theme is changes, and the two of you are making a huge change, and I applaud you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Talk to us in a month. All right. <laughs> we'll check in. Just don't drive yeah, by Lindell's Bakery. We should check in. Maybe that'll help us. Oh, here we, we go. We, we know we have to be honest on the podcast. This uh, may be the new segment, which is. 
Where is your Weight Watchers? Yeah. Yes. We could call oh, it absolutely. Wait a Minute. <laughs> oh my God, we have a new segment. Wait a minute, W-E-I-G-H-T. Wait a minute. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Done. We'll check in. That's it was segment. born Wait today. W-E-I. We like it. We, we like it. We are your accountability yeah. coaches. I, I, I think this is great. Oh. I think two skinny people holding us accountable is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as your accountability coaches for the week, we are very proud of you. You've done your weigh-in. You've taken your few exhausting steps through the mall, and you're having a nice fruit salad. Isn't Caroline delightful? I love that girl. She's she's perfect. Maybe you're going through the change. She's pushing her oh. as a character ah. on the pod. Do you feel that? <laughs> yes, I, do. I feel I feel her not so subtle attempts. But now we have a new segment called "Wait a Minute," where we will be checking in with you and keeping you guys okay. accountable for your Weight Watchers. There you go. That so if you're good. together next week, All I right. hope you guys have a good time at the mall. You keep we your will. points low and your spirits yep. high, baby. And our credit card balance is low too. Oh, we got to get out of here before the stores open. <laughs> Oh, okay. I get it. Do you okay. see? She brought it back around there. She brought it Smart. back around. All right. You have a good day okay. now. You hear? We will. All right. Okay. Good nice blessings. talking to you. Yep. Bye. 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 Gonna keep going. Jeez, hang up the phone. She's gonna keep saying bye. <laughs> <laughs> and now that she's losing weight, she's gonna be extra ornery. So this could be fun. I'm very excited about that. I know. So am I. Anything is possible. And. It's time to dovetail into the very next segment. Which is? I'm exhausted by this already. (gasps) Oh, listen to mail, listen to mail. We have to read this before my battery dies (laughs) on my computer. I didn't charge it, but listen to mail. Um... So we have a little piece of listener mail today. This this one came through our email, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. You can always email us there. But now, the more important thing, please reach out to us on the Instagram. I would love to hear what people, if you have any stupid questions, and I'm talking, you don't have to even get complicated. It could be something as simple as, what should I wear today? What should I eat? How many points is half a bagel? We have plenty of, of options here for ways for you to contact us. How big is too big? How big is too big? How small is too small? Not big enough, and small can easily be too small. Can I get away with murder? If you use Gorilla Glue on your hands, the answer is yes. How do I stop eating? Gorilla Glue once again. Oh my God, my my computer just threatened me. I'm down to 1%. So I'm going to read it. Are you ready? Dear Pod, boy, do I have an issue I need help with. Maybe it's not ending your sentence with the word with. I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) About 10 years ago, I was dating a woman. She was really great, but I just wasn't ready to settle down. We dated for about four years. I knew she wanted a commitment, but I wouldn't give it to her. So I just up and moved out of the country. Never talked to her again. Yeah, yeah, I ghosted her. Yeah, I left her with a lease on an apartment and a bunch of bills, but she was making decent money. Well, 10 years has gone by, and I truthfully pretty much forgot about her. Until... I moved back to the States and got myself a great job. I have been at the job for one month now. I finally was called in for a meeting with the big boss and was ready to give her a big project. Oh, she was ready to give me a big project to lead on. But instead, I walked into a spider web. Inside the meeting room with the head honcho was the woman I ghosted 10 years earlier. She fired me on the spot and had me walk through the building and led out the door in front of everyone. Shouldn't she be over this by now? 
Really, I needed this job. Doesn't she know that I am a top employee who her company needs? Signed, get over it, honey. (laughs) Oh, honey, if you came to my page looking for a sympathetic ear, you'll find it as deaf as Molly Matlin. (laughs) First, dear listeners, let's take the word ghosted off the table. In today's vernacular, ghosted means to disappear without a trace. Last time I checked, ghosts hang around. They're stage five clingers. They still hold on to their former lives, walking around your hallways and moving your crap from room to room. So if you up and leave someone without being human enough to have the difficult breakup conversation, you shouldn't be called a ghost. You should be called an asshole. Four years is a long time. It's a presidential term. For now. Think of how long the last four years has felt. It's not like you dated this chick for four months and decided to act like Chandler from Friends and just up and move to Yemen. You shared a living space and expenses, and one day you just decided you were done and fled in the night like the Rosenbergs. In the words of Michelle Tanner from Full House, no way, Jose. You don't get to complain about this one, bub. Karma is like a boomerang. It always comes back around to smack you in the face. It may take a while, but those chickens always come home to roost. What you've experienced here, my fine feathered friend, is divine retribution. She finally had her opportunity to right the wrong you created 10 years ago, and she took it. And who can blame her? She's probably still paying off the bill for her AOL dial-up service. (laughs) My advice to you? Get your head out of your ass and your ass to unemployment. Chalk this up to comic debt collection and find a new place to work. Can't find something here? Go back to Yemen. I'm sure there's plenty of houses you can haunt over there. And... And I got that in before my computer died. Oh. Well, What's your answer? I mean, I think the sisters are in sync. Oh, they sometimes they bye, are, bye, bye. like the band. Yeah. Yes. Dear honey, let me say that I cannot and will not address the latter half of your letter as I simply cannot get past the first few sentences. <laughs> to be clear... You dated someone for four years and got to a commitment conversation, then just up and moved away? You ghosted her, as you put it? Well, I'll tell you what you did. You became, in that very moment, an inconsiderate, weak shadow of a man, maybe even just a sliver of a human being, possibly a child. You had no business entering a relationship then or now if your actions are still the same and have no remorse that you clearly do not have an iota of regret of stringing a poor girl along whose only fault was to fall in love with you in hopes of building a life together. So, she took her heartache and built a wonderful life, and here you come thinking that she owes you something. You, the man that moves like a scared snake throughout life. Honey, if I were her, I would have broadcast your firing on the company loudspeaker. Instead of looking for a new job, maybe you should look for your backbone instead. Yeah, yeah, same. Yep. Samesies. I really thought you were going to say, because I couldn't get past your first few sentences, considering you end them all with prepositions. <laughs> That's an issue for me. I, I know that we're, we're splitting hairs, but, you know. I don't understand. After four years, that's when you go, somebody, be a man. That's like, have crazy. That's what's, that's, you know, in this day and age, that's what people do. It's like, they just ghost each other thinking like, that's, that's how you communicate. Yeah. And it's easy enough to disappear and fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. It kind of is. I mean, you're always online. Yeah. But 
yeah, I mean, everybody connects online. Everybody, you know, communicates. How many people do I know and write to us too, if this has happened to you, have been broken up with over a text? I mean, that's like the post-it. It is. It's various sex in the city. Today's post-it is a text message. I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. Post-it. The end. But even that would be more than what this chotch did. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. I have a feeling we have another segment. We have, oh God, so many segments. How does a girl juggle all these damn segments? You know how she juggles it. With a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. What are we drinking and why isn't he making it? Nothing is here, I don't see anything. It's an empty fridge and nothing's on the shelf. And I'll tell you what this week's specialty cocktail is. Get ready for it. Can you actually give me a drum roll? Because this is really special. This is a thing. This week's specialty cocktail is... Water. Ding. That's right. Found in life to survive by Scotch and Izzy sugar daddy, James Jules Ferris. Yay. Here is the recipe. One tall, cool, refreshing glass of water. And here are the tasting notes. The holiday parties are now behind us. We have at least 10 months to detox all the sugar, fats, and pure crap that we have ingested over the past two months. Every time I break a sweat, I smell like a whiskey sour. This week, the Maha'a Lounge is proud to reunite you all. Oh, <laughs> I should really read them ahead of time. Reunite you all to the simplest, purest, and most available liquid to shove down our gullets. We don't know where water came from. Probably the Bible. All we know is that it, is, it has always been there. Nothing sexy about it. It's as transparent as an Irishman's skin any day of the week. It's organic, tasteless, odorless, and nearly colorless. That's if you're in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can tot it up a bit with a lemon or a lime, but you'd just be putting lipstick on a pig. Just take this week to enjoy many glasses of this vital liquid of life. Vita. If you want to be a badass, throw in a few ice cubes. Just don't add any booze to it this week. Our livers and puffy faces need a break from the holiday madness. Why do I feel like he was thinking of me when he said puffy faces? I don't know. It's very pointed. I know. Oh, by the way, next week, beer pong! Oh! Because we're going to undo all the good that we did with this water. That is right. I know you're technically not supposed to toast with water. I think it's bad form. So instead, let's just look at each other's eyes and uncomfortably sip at the same time. Oh, it's like I've been in the Sahara for 10 months. It's been a long time. I haven't had a lot of regular water. I'm trying to work it into my my daily ritual now. Maybe there's a parasite in this water. Oh, God willing, because I would love to lose about 10 pounds. Mm. Mm. Straight up to my brain. Yeah. Delicious. Is Tag still open? No, it's not. Tag, if you don't live in New York City, was um, a clothing store that was primarily catered to the gay men, and it had a lot of underwear in it, a lot of tight tank tops. It was in the middle of of the city. It was right there in Hell's Kitchen. And what I loved about Tag is that it could be open at two in the morning. I think it became a club at a certain point. You're right. It was like a gay bar. It was open. You never knew when it closed. It was a rave. It was terrifying. 
Oh, I loved it. I love to walk by Tag and be like, what are the boys wearing tonight? They would go right next door to Housing Works, buy their t-shirts, cut them up, cut the sleeves off, and then sell them for $20. And then are you partying in Tag? Don't walk by there with a small dog because suddenly it would just disappear. Wait, Fluffy, I had a Pomeranian when I started this day. Now she's in Tag and I can't get her out. No, I don't want something to drink. (laughs) It's basically in Poltergeist, the kids' room. When they when the thing really takes over and there's like a record that's flying in the middle of the air and lamps and stuff that are lighting themselves on fire, it's tag was was quite the thing. I'm gonna miss it. Rest in peace, tag, and rest in peace, Elwanda Greer. <laughs> 